you got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Welcome to the Degenerate Podcast. The return after a week off. We did have a teaser on SpikeEskin.com last week, a old-school degenerate written post, which was a winner that brought our handicapping expert, the best handicapper in all of Delaware County, Fantasaurus's three-team teaser record for the season two, seven and seven, right? Ended at 500? Uh, I think so. Or was it? Double check that. Maybe six and seven. Ah, nah. Seven and seven, bro. Seven Seven and seven. There you go. (laughs) Seven and seven. Whatever you say. Yeah. So it's all about last week. We had a winner. Right, right, right. You're only as good as your last teaser. Yeah. And do you remember what your your three teams were? Or I can bring it up here. Yeah, I have it here. Okay, Um, what was it? Yeah, last week we did uh, Patriots. Uh, they were getting in the teaser. They were they were getting plus one. Uh, the Seahawks were minus a half point, and the Saints were minus three on the teaser lines. And all those games won pretty comfortably uh, last week. So it was, there wasn't really a lot of sweating going on. Uh, luckily, it was the week seventeen. Uh, you know, take the favorites, yeah. the big favorites, drop the line down, and just expect them to win. And they did. They were all playing for some sort of playoff positioning well, bye weeks or seeding or whatever and they're playing pretty you know pretty weak teams and they were able to to get it done pretty easily for us so so yeah we closed the uh year off with a winner we gave it five bazaars our first five bazaar game uh teaser of the, of the year and uh it got that got there pretty easily so yeah it was it was a pretty easily predicted it was a pretty predictable week just because i you know i i'm in a a, a pool every week where a, a contest every week where everyone just picks all the games straight up and i just know straight up that everyone's record was a lot higher this week than it normally was you know like whereas the average of the the week was normally around 10 or 11 for the the top like 10 winners it was 13 14 this week so it seemed like even though there were a lot of close games most of the the teams the only one that that came the only game that uh that it seemed like one team needed and the other one didn't that didn't come through was the Jets Dolphins game that was the only one that this seemed like it was a surprise to to everyone, but everything else I think played out as you would have expected it to. Yeah, yeah. The, it looked like yeah last week the teams that needed to win or, or or wanted to win actually did win, except for the except for the Dolphins. And then yeah, and then all those meaningless games. I didn't even really look at those, but um, you know, pick the home teams in those type of games, and you're usually okay. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, the ones where the team had to win to do something for playoff positioning was, you know, that team would win. And the Chiefs somehow, even playing the backups, uh, almost pulled an upset. Yeah. The Chargers, but uh, but yeah, some I don't know what happened in, the, in overtime. Some bad bad officiating or some uh, missed calls or whatever, and the and the Chargers survived. So, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting week, and now we're ready for the playoffs. So. Uh, so, real football so we, we've got another teaser for you, or when I say we, I mean you have another teaser for us. But before that, there are a lot of props for the playoffs. You know, this is, this is fun prop time. And, and you had a few that you, that you liked in particular that you wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we know for playoffs, uh, they put out some, some prop bets um, for the weekend games. And what a prop bet is, that's basically when you're betting 
uh, an individual player's performance, or in some cases a team, but usually a player. You know, will this player, you know, score a touchdown? How many yards will they get over under a certain number? Or in this grouping of players, uh, who's going to score the most uh, or get the most passing yards? Things like that. So, so now for the playoffs, they start putting these out each week for those teams that are still alive. So, um, yeah, so we can go through that list and. and I can run through some that I like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the, okay. the, you know, the couple I noticed, at least with the Eagles stuff, and I'm not sure whether you but just wanted to mention in a, a local angle, Foles was 7-1 to one to have the most passing yards this weekend. But I, I would, uh, you know, as, as impressive as Foles has been, when you look at the average yards per game compared to the other guys that are in this, he doesn't, he 7-1 to one feels about right. It, I don't know that it's not a, a good bet at 7-1, to one, but... When Breeze is averaging three hundred some yards a game, and Foles is averaging you know two twenty, and uh, and Shady had was was the favorite for most rushing yards at, at even, you know the other the other guys Charles Lacey Matthews all in there too. So yeah, so yeah, I mean what I what I kind of saw you know for the first one is is a pretty pretty general you know which quarterback of all the quarterbacks this week will throw for the most passing yards right, um, and like you said Drew Brees he's the favorite at three to two, so which basically means. You know you're you're going to win thirty if you bet twenty. So for every twenty you bet, you're going to win thirty back. Um, and yeah, I mean I looked at this and and Aaron Rodgers is second at seven to two. Uh, Andy Dalton's third at five to one, and Foles he said is fourth at seven to one. Right. Um, I thought Dalton was an interesting option. Um, they're playing against the Chargers. They have a pretty pretty bad pass defense. Right. Uh, they're 31st in the league and they're getting 5 to 1. But then I kind of looked at his numbers and he really he's only thrown over 300 yards once in the last 7 games. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, in order to win this bet you're going to probably need over 300. Uh, somebody's going to throw over 300. So um, you know, Breeze, even though there's really not a lot of value there at 3 to 2 and not really sure how those other quarterbacks will do, um, he seems like the obvious choice. Um, and if you looked at the individual player props for each game, you can bet, you know, which quarterback, how many yards will they throw over under. And his over under number this week is 320, which is, I think, 50 yards higher than the second uh, quarterback on the list. So I think Foles is at 270 and Rodgers is at 270, I think. So, so they're obviously saying, you know, Breeze is the guy by far, and you know three to two, the odds are pretty good. You know you're getting plus money there, right? Um, to bet, so I mean I would lean towards Breeze. I probably wouldn't bet that just because I don't know. It's it's tough, and I'm not sure which which uh, you know which quarterback will you know throw for the had the big weekend. Um, and I think there's other options uh, in other other areas that we can take advantage of. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in there. I mean, the the Eagles have given up more. I mean, F- F- Breeze was second in the NFL in passing yards this year, and the Eagles gave up the most passing yards in the NFL this year. But then there's that weird outdoor thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it, like there's a lot of weird stuff there. So I, I agree with you. The, the one that I, I mean, I know the Chiefs defense is good, but, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers at 7-1 to one doesn't feel like a horrible value there either. Um, yeah. And that that Chiefs defense has not been quite as good in the second half of the year as they were in the first half of the year. But yeah, yeah, but, I agree with you on that one. But that was it. So, um, but you said you didn't you didn't like that one either way. So yeah, I would probably pass on that on the pa- most passing yards this week. Right. Uh, but moving to most rushing yards, um, there's only four options that we see. We got these lines from uh, Bovada, which has the player props up um, this, for this weekend. So there might be different odds somewhere else, but we're using the ones from Bovada. Um, and for rushing yards, they have uh, 
McCoy, LaShawn McCoy as even, and Jamar, Jamal Charles plus 200, and then Eddie Lacy and Ryan Matthews as plus 500 for most rushing yards. And even though it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's even money bet, I really think McCoy is the way to go on this one. Um, you know, the Saints are coming in. They have a 20th rated rush defense. They're, uh, McCoy's getting 100, 102 yards per game at home, and he's, he's putting up 119 yards in, in games in December. So he's turning it on pretty well at the end of the season here. Um, New Orleans, surprisingly, gives up. I didn't realize this, but they give up 130 yards rushing per game on the road. Wow. And 111 yards per game in all games this season. And, you know, I think, you know, it's playoffs. It's, it's you know, obviously win or go home. And I think that the Eagles understand, you know, Shady's their, their guy. So they need to get him touches. I don't think they're going to, you know, they're going to include him pretty well into the offense this week, obviously. So I think he can get enough touches against a team that doesn't really have a great uh, rush defense. Uh, and I think he should get enough yards to, uh, you know, to get this one for us. I think you're looking to get, a, you know, anything over 100 and you're looking pretty good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Shady put up a pretty good number this week, you know, 110, 120 uh, against a pretty, a pretty uh, below average rushing defense uh, in, uh, you know, in the Saints. Right. And and I guess the, the other one, I wouldn't touch Matthews or Lacey, but Charles doesn't seem like a horrible you know, at plus 200, doesn't seem like a horrible... The only problem with him is they throw to him so often. That's what would make yeah. me nervous. He, he has too many receptions. You know, he might get 175 yards, but, you know, they, 100 of it might be in, in receiving, so... Yeah, yeah, I, I would I, I would say he's probably... Obviously, he's 2-1, to one, so he's the second choice, but he would be the logical guy that, that would be able to step up and, and win this if it wasn't if it wasn't McCoy. Right. Um, for the most receiving yards, I didn't really see a lot of value there. It's just tough to, I don't know, it's, it's tough to to figure out which of these guys will show up. I mean, the obvious names are all at the top of the list. A.J. Green, Jordy Nelson, Dude, Jimmy Sean Jackson. Jimmy Graham at 6-1. to one. If there's one there, with, with what Jason Witten just did to that Eagles defense, and there's none of those linebackers can cut. I don't know. That, if there's one that's value there, I sort of like Jimmy Graham at 6-1. to one. Yeah, I, I did look at that six to one. I, I think you might be right. Um, you know, obviously Graham is the best tight end in the league, and 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 like you said last week, Witten really tore him up. So, so yeah, six to one. He might be the he might be the guy with value there. Um, I would I would I would pass on this for um, you know for for a bet. But yeah, if I was looking to to pick a guy and and run with him, I would say uh, I would do I would say Jimmy Graham at six to one. Right, probably has pretty good value. Um, a couple of the individual game. Uh, props that I liked uh, in the in the Chargers game. Let's see here in the the Chargers Bengals game. We have uh, a prop for Keenan Allen total yards uh, receiving over under sixty seven, and I like the over in that um, hmm. for a few reasons. One is you know he uh, now Keenan Allen's been you know been one of the main uh, targets uh, this year. Uh, they played uh, the, the Bengals already in Week Seven. He had, or Week Twelve, I'm sorry. He had 106 yards uh, receiving the last time these two teams played, and in in 12 of the last 13 games, he's been he's had five plus targets per game, which means they've thrown to him directly five times or more each game. Right. Um, so I think I think if he can get the targets like he's been getting, and playing against um, playing against the Bengals, who have a decent defense, um, but I think his his performance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Over the over the course of the season, I think 67 yards uh, would be a number that I would go for. Go over on that, and just hope that you know they're going to focus on Gates. 
and then Allen should be able to get his targets and 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 chip away at that 67 yards, and and he's good for a big play here and there. So you know, it could be a it could be a number that uh, that we might be able to get uh, pretty easily, hopefully. Yeah. And Allen over 67 and a half, and another interesting one was in the 49ers Packers game. There's a prop for Colin Kaepernick rushing yards. And I think I would go with uh, under 40 and a half yards. So really? Over under 40 and a half. I will. I, and I say that for a couple of reasons. One is he, he's only had uh, 40 yards or more rushing in five games this season, right? So, huh. so it's not like he's known to be putting up these big rushing yards. So right. you're looking for him to, to put up 40 yards. Green Bay doesn't really have a pass rush. So I don't, I don't really see a pressure, uh, putting pressure on him to force him to scramble and run around. I think he'll be able to pass. Um, when he needs to, I don't just see. I don't see the Packers coming in after him and and putting pressure on him to force him out. And then you know, with the weather, I just don't see them setting up the kind of plays where you know, in one case where he would be back uh, looking to throw and get 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 rushed out of the pocket and have to scramble for yards. And I don't think they're going to design any really runs for him. It's just it's going to be too cold. I mean, they're going to go short passes. They're going to go rushing game. I just don't. I think that's an interesting bet where you know you're looking for Kaepernick just to kind of play the way he's been playing, which is not to put up a lot of rushing yards, and uh, and I think under forty and a half is an interesting interesting prop to go for there. Yeah, I you know it, it just the, the thing that makes me nervous is that what's his name Matthews isn't playing and it just takes one like forty is that number where it just takes him busting one run yeah. and and it's a good point that he hasn't you know and especially with with Crabtree back they it feels like that pa- the passing game has gotten much better and the need for Kaepernick to do that you know had to to run the ball has gone down but uh, to that same to that same point, the ability for them to pass, I feel like, gives him the ability to run. So I don't know. You got to pass in the playoffs. You know, the the playoffs is a, a you know, you, you can't you can't just if you're the quarterback, you can't just run the ball. You got to be able to throw the ball in the playoffs. So yeah. so yeah, so yeah, that's so, an interesting I mean, the one. Do have a horrible defense, so they could take advantage of them in many different ways. Right, right, um, right. But but yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's just I saw that number and I said, wow, it's forty yards. So I looked and I said, oh, he must rush a lot. And I looked at his yearly. Game log and, and like, he, oh, doesn't. he doesn't really break out that often. Once in a while he'll break a big one and have ninety yards or something. But he's usually, you know, twenty twenty yards or so rushing. Usually from scrambling out of the pocket here, you know, one or one or two times a game. So yeah, but yeah, those are the ones that I like and and kind of as a gut play, just no real facts to back it up and no stats pointing to it. But that's what I like. Give me one of those. I like Deshaun Jackson over seventy two and a half yards receiving. Okay. I just think I don't know. I, I get this picture in my mind of, of course, I'm a homer and Eagles fan, but. You know Jackson playoff game at home. You know he wants he wants some spotlight. You know Shady got the spotlight the last month, got the rushing title and all that stuff. I think Jackson in games like this, um, I think he'll be able to step up. I think he'll I think he'll want the ball. I think if he gets it thrown to him, he'll catch it, and I think he'll be able to uh, to get those yards. Seventy two and a half. I mean he doesn't really put up a lot of yards. His yards per game isn't that isn't that great, and he's only broken a hundred a few times. Uh, but I like seventy two and a half over, and I just think I don't know. I just I just feel like this could be a game where he shows up and uh, you know and, and gets and, and makes a play or two that that can get us that yardage. Yeah, I was the only one I was looking at was that that what's it called the and I, I don't know why I, you know and I know that the Bengals defense is good, but the Phil Rivers over under two forty and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That, that seems like a. a an overplay to me, and I know they had trouble the last time they played. You know, Chargers played the Bengals this year, and and I, 
I don't think he hit that number in that one. But with the year he's had, and I just feel like they're just going to throw, 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 throw. I don't know, 240, even if he throws two picks or something, 240 seems like a number that he can get to. But. Yeah, the only downside there is that there looks like there's going to be some weather. It's going to be some oh, uh, I didn't see that. snow and then some, some below freezing temperatures. So I don't know. Okay. I mean, you can't really handicap too much into the weather, but... But just thinking that that might be an issue. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the way they the way they move the ball is with Rivers throwing. And you know, even if they're down, he's been shown this year he can be a, he can pull a comeback in the in the second half. And and usually those comebacks are him putting the team on his back and just and just making it happen. So so yeah, if, if there was a if there was a, a guy this week that would have a breakout game that you didn't expect, I think it could be Rivers. You know, going to going to Cincinnati and just and just lighting him up. But the Bengals yeah. have a good defense. So yeah, two forty over. Um, I could see that happening. I'm actually looking at I'm just curious looking at the game log to see how many times he was under 240 and it was more than I thought I mean one two three four five six seven times he was under 240 so that's not quite as as good a gamble as I thought it was and the the Cincinnati game earlier in the year well he threw for 252 even though even though they only scored 10 points he was 23 37 252 so all right um so t so the interesting thing about the teaser is that there's only four games here and you've managed a four-team teaser (laughs) I have well there's four games but there's uh 16 possibilities oh right yeah, so you have over/under in each game. You have uh, dog or favorite, or you know, one side or the other in each game. So you do have 16 options. And initially, I wasn't going to do a teaser, but then I looked and I said, you know what, I like this and I like that, and I found three teaser uh, picks that I thought were were good value. So why not? We'll keep we'll keep the teaser ball rolling for one more week and see uh, see how we do. I love it. Now with only with only four games, even though there are 16 bets, I'm I'm not going to fault you if there's not an, a match game type. I came to play with this. We're, well, you're more than welcome to, but I, I'm not going to force you into it this it's week. It's a new year, and I know you're really interested, and this could be, you know, it could be fun for a nice holiday uh, match game. Test. All right. Some questions for each game. They're gonna, it's only four to pick from, so you should be able to get them all. Yeah, you, you, don't, have to, you don't have to talk me into this one. All right. All right, bet number one. Bet number one. Okay, so we have, uh, we're going with the total in this bet. So we have two teams that are playing that are a combined 15-3 and three over on the teaser line since week eight. Uh, the home team has scored under 20 points only once at home this season, and the road team has scored under 23 points only once on the road this season. So we have two teams that are giving us overs on the teaser line. We have a home team that scores at home and a road team that scores on the road. Hmm. So, hold on. <laughs> I know this is not what I should be doing, but there's one thing I want to look at here. Hold on. The, hmm, I'm going to go ahead and say that this game is the Chiefs and the Colts. You are correct. There we go. You you know what's weird? The Chiefs, the second half of the year, have scored points. It's crazy. They scored over 400 points this year. I think they were only like 10 points behind the Eagles or 15 points behind the Eagles overall for the season. It was crazy. Yeah, they uh, they surprisingly put up put up points. You look at them and you think, oh, no offense, or just kind of grinding it out and and barely uh, getting it done. But but now they're they're scoring, and you know, this season, like we said, they you know they're. They're they're putting up thirty points per game on the road this season. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, road games and and uh, uh, the counter to that is they're giving up twenty eight 
points per game since week since week 10. So the second half of the year, they kind of went down a little bit. They were known for their uh, defense in the beginning of the year, and it's still pretty solid. It's the number nine defense overall, uh, seventh against the pass and 15th against the run. Uh, but they are giving up points. Um, this is a dome game. It's in Indianapolis, so they're playing inside. Um, the Colts at home have put up uh, 20. Like I said, they put up 20 points or more in seven of their eight uh, home games, and they're averaging 26 points per game at home. Um, and you might look and say, oh, well, the last time they played, you know, the Colts won 23-7, to so that's 30 points total. That's under by a lot. Um, but they forced the Colts forced four turnovers that game, and they still almost hit the 36 points uh, total. So I think if, if you know, the, the Chiefs can, can handle the ball a little bit better and not give it up and, and just put up the points that they're – that they that they expect to be putting up, um, when you know when we uh, you know when they when they play again you know maybe familiarity helps but um, but these teams are are doing well on the over in the teaser line they're uh, the the Chiefs are thirteen and three on the teaser line hitting over average score is forty six in their games and the Colts are twelve and four over with an average score of forty five so so we're looking to get to thirty six the over under is uh, forty six so we're dropping it down ten points and we're saying over thirty six colts chiefs um i think indoors helps i think uh i think the fact that both these teams are are a giving up points and b scoring points could help us and i think getting thirty six uh really shouldn't be a big deal here um i'm hoping that it's kind of one of those quick score get it over with early you know maybe 27 24 type of game yeah that wouldn't make us sweat it out so so yeah i think colts chiefs uh over 36 will be the uh first bet in this teaser this week it's crazy man you look at some of the 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 chiefs totals the second half of the year 51 30 but then 87 55 <laughs> 66 uh, 79 44 yeah. i mean that's crazy I mean, it's just for a team that whose identity the first half of the year was defense 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 it's just like it's it's really interesting what's happened with them the second half of the year as far as totals go yeah so, they uh surprisingly yeah i mean that that raiders game they put up 56 they put 45 up on washington 30 yeah. up on the chargers i mean they they can score for yeah. for a defensive team you know andy maybe knows what he's doing you know i don't know maybe maybe, maybe we discount him a little bit maybe <laughs> yeah. all right uh, bet number two. Bet number two. Okay, so we have uh, game number two. We're going with another total. Okay. And uh, we have a, a road team that's only giving up 17 points per game in road games this year. And they are 7-1 and one on the under, the road team. And they're only giving up, this road team, only giving up 15 points per game since week eight. Huh. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I look at this. And this has got to be Niners Packers, right? This is Niners Packers. Okay, but boy, that makes me nervous. Okay, so let me know. Give, okay. give this to me. All right, so here we go. So, so Niners Packers, the total is forty-six and a half. So okay. we're going to push it up to fifty-six and a half, and we're okay. going to take the under. And one of the key reasons I took the under is I, met, I said earlier you can't really handicap weather, but when it's thirty degrees below zero uh, on a Sunday night in Green Bay. And I think that's going to impact the play uh, enough to keep this game under. Um, the, the, I did a little weather research on this. I did some uh, checking back. And I remember one game uh, when I was young, maybe you were young as well, and you remember this game, the Bengals-Chargers game in 1982. 
they played in the AFC Championship in Cincinnati, and the weather at kickoff was, I think they said it was around 50 below zero uh, wind chill. And so I write up the story on that and how these teams prepared and what they did. And, and they kind of just said the one thing that was, that was a common theme was it, it just hurt to play. Like, you didn't want to get hit. It was cold. You know, Kenny Anderson was the quarterback of the Bengals. His, he had frostbite on his ear at the end of the game. Dan Fouts had that beard was just full of icicles. It's cold, and they just, they, they just want to get it done. They just want to play and get it over with. There's no long passes. They said the ball was so slippery and hot and you know, it was, it was so hard and slippery. Throwing long passes was tough. It's a short, controlled game, rushing. You don't want to just you – know, you can't really set up and throw these long bombs. Right. Um, so, you know, Green Bay's defense is terrible. I know that. And I'm kind of hoping that, that they can at least hold the, the Niners to, you know, to a fair number of points. But under 30, under 56 in this weather, I think, is, is, is decent. The only thing that I'm really wondering here – is how you? I mean, you're my age, aren't you? Remember that game? Well, <laughs> I was six, so I was I was nine. Okay, yeah, you're a little yeah, older than me. I remember that. I remember that vividly watching that game. Yeah, that was the year that uh, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, yeah, and they lost to the Forty ers the first time. Um, okay, I didn't know you. You're a few years older than me, and that I didn't know that, and that does make. Yeah. It's amazing, like what uh, the difference that a, a few years can make in a context like that. But the difference between being seven and being ten there, I think, is a pretty significant difference. Yeah, at least it's term. probably the that was you know the I think the Eagles Super Bowl season, which was nineteen eighty, was probably the first real year that I kind of paid a little bit of attention and knew. I know I remember players and teams of that year, but prior to that, I couldn't tell you. And maybe because the Eagles were good and the Phillies were good, and 1980 was a huge year in sports, and I started getting into it. But, but yeah, I remember that game as, as just how cold it was. It was like they were hyping it up so bad as, oh, it's so cold, it's so cold. And, yeah, so I read up, and a lot of the factors are, like, it's just cold. You can't, you can't run long routes. You can't, you, can't, you can't throw the ball that far. It's just cold. So you just want to run short, controlled passes, and that's what the Chargers said. We lost because we couldn't really run the long Air Coriel game that we played, and the Bengals played this short, you know, quick hitter offense with, with quick passes, and they, they won the game with, the controlled, you know, with controlling the ball like that. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, the, the 49ers' defense is pretty good. Um, they're giving up 17 points per game, and they're 12-3 uh, and three with one push on the under uh, in the teaser line this year. Um, so I, I kind of like the 49ers defense, um, you know, getting the job done on their end. Aaron Rodgers is one game back from injury, so I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's one hit away, but he's one hit away from a, uh, you know, from getting knocked out again. And the Niners' pass defense is, uh, or the the pass rush is pretty good. So, so I, I'm just I'm factoring in weather a lot. I'm also factoring in that I think the 49ers defense can control the Packers. Um, I like the 49ers to win the game, but I don't know if I would want to, you know, lay the points. Um, yeah. The Niners beat them 34-28 in Week One, uh, so there was a lot of points scored there. But it was September; it was San Francisco, and you know, I don't know. I just see I, I see 30 below wind chill, and I say I'll take the under, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the more you talk about it, the 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 more 
the more I guess I'm with you on that. It's not like Aaron Rodgers was awesome last week either. You know, he he threw a, a pretty clutch touchdown pass, but I think there was some rust there. So, all right. Well, the Bears defense is, is probably the worst, one yes. of the worst in the league. So. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's, having watched both of them, I know statistically people are saying it's the Cowboys, but having watched both of them, I think it's the Bears. I would I would say I no. think the, the Bears. The, I think the Bears is worse. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, bet number three. Bet number three. Okay, so in bet number three, uh, we're playing a team that is 8-0 at home, straight up against the spread and on the teaser line, with an average margin of victory. I know this one. I You can stop it right now. It's the <laughs> Bengals. The Bengals. You love the Bengals at home, man. Bengals at home. 8-0 at home, which is surprising. You know, they're... Uh, 8-0 at home, they're 8-0 against the spread, which is even more surprising. And they are, uh, you know, they're they're just better at home. I don't know. They're winning games at home by a large margin, by 18 points. Um, I like them in this game. So so what the line is now, we have Bengals are minus 6.5 uh, on the regular line. So we tease that down and we get to uh, Bengals plus 3.5, um, <clears throat> excuse me, plus 3.5 over the Chargers. So we're getting the Bengals at home, getting 3.5 points. Uh, these teams played in Week 13. Bengals won in San Diego. They won 17 to 10, um, and I think they can do it again. Um, after the loss, uh, that that Week 13 loss, the Chargers went down to five and seven. So they've won four in a row just to get into the playoffs. So, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Got a little, little winter cold here. That is podcast um, excellence, right? <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. You do on the podcast. You don't do it on the radio, but you do it on the podcast because we're just we're just real here. We're just hanging out, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's, winter's getting to me. Winter yeah. is coming. There is no cough button on the podcast. There is there is a cough button in the in the studio, but not on the podcast. I like it. <laughs> so yeah, so so the Chargers. I'm looking at them as a as a team. They've won four in a row, but every single game since they lost to the Bengals, every week has been win or go home. So they if they don't win, you know, if they don't win, you know, the the week. The week after, they they don't beat the Giants, and they're probably not making the playoffs. Right, the Giants. They go to Denver. If they don't beat Denver, they don't make the playoffs. They beat Denver in Denver, which is a big win. They come back. They beat Oakland. Then they come back last week, and they ended up in overtime beating the Chiefs. So they've run all four wins in a row just to get into the playoffs. And here they are again for another. Uh, they're on the road. They're coming out. This is another you know win or go home type of game. And I think I think it's going to catch up to them. Uh, and I think this is the week where they're going to visit, you know, a team that's strong at home with a good defense. Um, you know, last week the the Chargers played pretty much they played the, the Kansas City Chiefs backups because most of their key starters were were sitting, and they still had a hard time getting a win there. So I don't know if they're if they're if 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 the the Chargers are kind of flattening out or what, but but I see them going into into green into Cincinnati. I'm sorry and. Um, I think coming up a little bit, a little bit empty, and I like the the Bengals to win this game. Uh, we're getting three and a half, but I think they should be able to win it straight up uh, and not need the points, and probably even cover the six and a half. Um, San Diego's had four of their last five games at home. Um, they played a road game at Denver, so they're coming in. There's going to be, you know, not it's not going to be brutally cold and whatever this week in Cincinnati, but there's going to it's going to be cold. There's going to be some some precipitation, maybe some some snow or rain. Um, I just think it's it's set up for Cincinnati uh, to keep the ball rolling for them. They played they played well the last couple of weeks. Last week they had a played against a pretty frisky uh, Ravens team who needed a win to stay alive for the playoffs, and they put up 34 points. They put up 42 against the Vikings. They put up 42 against the Colts. So their la- in their last four home games, or here's their scores: they put up 49 against the Jets, 
41 against the Browns, 42 against the Colts, 42 against the Vikings, 34 against the Ravens. All that with that dog shit quarterback they have. I tell you, man, the, the, uh, the red rifle. He He's scoring <laughs> for some some reason. You know, last week he threw a bunch of early interceptions. He threw four picks. Up. He threw yeah. four picks last week. And they still put up 34 points. They, yeah. have, a great, they have a, a, you know, whatever they want to call it, two-headed rushing game with Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and, and Giovanni Bernard. And yeah. they have a decent uh, receiving core. A.J. Green's probably one of the best in the league. Yeah. And then you're looking at a defense that's pretty good. Their defense is, is actually pretty good. And, and I think this is a game where you know a lot of people are going to look at, look at the Chargers as the hot team and the team that should win and the road team that will pull the upset. But um, I, I don't see it happening. I'll take the three-and-a-half and uh, – you know, and I'll just say Bengals, all the stats in their favor when they're home favorites of less than seven points. They're 4-0 this year with an average score of 36 to 14. So so in those tight games when the, when the line's less than seven, uh, they're getting it done. And they only give up 16 points per game at home. So, you know, I think this is a situation where the Bengals are the better team. They're at home. You know, they haven't won a playoff game since, what, 1991 or something. But I, I, I throw those out because they're really – it's a year-to-year thing. So, and this is – you know, this is Andy Dalton's, I think, third try in the playoffs, so I think they'll be able to get it done and and move on. Two years ago, they lost to the Texans, I think, last year. I forget who they lost to last year, but um, maybe last year it was the Texans. But, yeah, this is the year I think they can finally get over the hump. Has Marv- Marvin Lewis never won a playoff game, has he, as coach there? Have they won uh, a playoff no. game? No, well, he, he, they haven't won a game since, uh, playoff game since, I think, I heard, 91. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs that often, but there was a run there in, in the late 90s where they were in the early 2000s with Palmer, Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco, and they were kind of like the team to beat in the AFC Central and or whatever it is, AFC North now. Um, and yeah, they never won a playoff game. But Yo, dude, he has been the. Oh, wait, hold on. How long has he been the coach there? I'm trying to look this up here. Yo, he's been the coach there for a decade and has not won a playoff game until <laughs> since, this week. Since '03. How is that possible? How do you keep your job as a as a head coach without winning a playoff game for a decade? That is unbelievable, isn't it? I, I'm not saying they're not going to win this week, but that is—I'm just realizing that Andy Reid. People were sick of him 14 years. The dude was in four NFC, five NFC championship games. Marvin Lewis hasn't won a playoff game. Oh my God, is that? Am I crazy or is that unbelievable? I can't. It's uh, it's it is crazy. That must and, be unprecedented. And they weren't. I mean, there was a stretch where they weren't that good, but there was a, they were good with Palmer for a while, and they were. Yeah. They, and now they're back to being pretty good. So, so yeah, maybe this is the year they have. They have a defense. They have some weapons on offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the the line has dropped. It went from seven to six and a half, and I think people are taking the Chargers just because of that of the Marvin Lewis and Bengals not winning playoff games. Plus, the Chargers are a hot team. They've won four in a row. But I, I think that I think the Bengals will will win, can win, will win. And next week, I mean, they're probably going to go up to up to uh, New England next week, most likely, and and just and just get destroyed. But we'll play that week by week. So this yeah. week, I think the Bengals plus three and a half on this teaser is uh, that's my way to go. We'll see. We'll see if they can if Marvin Lewis can uh, help help me out here with his <laughs> first playoff win ever. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, you have. The Chiefs and Colts over 36. Mm-hmm. You have the Niners and Packers under 56 and a half. Yes. And you have the um, the Cincinnati Bengals plus three and a half at home against the Chargers. That is right. All right. And how many bizarres are we giving this one? This 
week, I will say, let's go back to, we'll go to three and a half bizarre. Oh, okay. All right. The wow. Game, the Packers game does make me nervous okay. um, because of the lack of defense on Green Bay's side. But, but yeah, I'm not going to whip out the five, five bizarre pick again. I think last week we, uh, we, we hit that one, and I'm happy with it. I don't yeah. do it well too often. No, well, you, you start <laughs> saying it's five bizarre every week, then you, you ruin the specialness of the five <laughs> yeah. bizarre teaser. That's so true. you can follow Fantasaurus on Twitter at Fantasaurus, and, uh, and good luck, man. We'll be back next week. All right. Go birds. All right, brother. Yeah. You got to know.